0: Welcome back to this week's edition of the Geshmakivar podcast. This week's Parish is Parashas Chayisoro. Avraham Avinu is getting on in his years; he's growing old. Hashem has blessed him with everything. It says, "Hashem beirach as Avraham bakol." Hashem blessed Abraham with everything. Does that mean a man, like a son? Does that mean he blessed him with a daughter? Does that mean that he blessed him with everything, literally? A dispute amongst the commentaries. What does it mean? Hashem blessed him with everything. Regardless. Avram Avinu feels that it's time to find a suitable match for his son Yitzchak. I'm going to die soon. We need to find someone for Yitzchak to marry, and no one here is a suitable match. The first Shidduch crisis, and definitely the first Shidduch inquiry, phone call, or Shidduch eventual shidduch date. And there's a lot of segulas and things to do this week, Beginning of a Shidduch. And it should all be, this podcast should be as chos for anyone who needs a Shidduch that it should come very, very soon. Avraham Avinu calls in Eliezer and says, go travel far away across the known land, find a shidduch for my son. Eliezer has a very good question. What if she won't come? And that is very plausible and probably even likely that she will not come because why would a girl who lives hundreds of miles away, if not thousands of miles away, come with a servant who's promising a master right across the world, why would she come? The Lashon of the Pesach, it says, In Perchaf Gimel, Pesach He, The Eved said, Maybe she will not come. To come back with me. Good question. Regardless, Eliezer takes his mission, travels, looking for a wife, famously sees Rivka, sees Rebecca by the water, divine intervention, the Shidduch, Is made. This is the one. And she decides that she's going to come with Eliezer. But before she decides this, there's an entire episode happening in her dad's house. Eliezer's invited into Lavan and Bisuel's house. And they ask him, you know, what are you about? Who are you? Is this a good Shidduch? And Eliezer goes on and on saying the entire story. It's very interesting. I implore you to look at it. Describing why he's there It's literally verbatim And verse by verse A quote of a chapter earlier for, Well, my master's Avram And now I'm here And then I saw Rivka And then Rivka looked like this And then I gave her this And now I'm here It's very interesting Especially we know that we know Rabbi Yakiva was able to darshan Every single letter Of a crown of a letter Of a nakuda Of a vowel in the Torah And here we have endless psukim That seems superfluous but there's one difference, one difference between the first time this story is related and the second time. And that's the word, Ulai. When Avraham Avinu told Eliezer, go to the land to find a shirach for my son. And Eliezer responded, but Ulai, maybe she will not come back. Later on, when Eliezer is describing to Lovan and Bisuel what happened? The Pasak says, a lie, forgets, or it does not forget, it ditches the Vov. What happened to the Vov? says Rashi. Eliezer had a son himself. I'm sorry, had a daughter himself. And Eliezer has an ulterior motive. Eliezer, when he said to Avram the first time, or the only time, what happens if the girl will not agree to come back with me? Although it seemed like an innocent question, and he meant it as an innocent question, he really meant not Ulai, like maybe, rather lie for me, or to me. What Eliezer was asking, Avram understood, was, do you really want the girl to come back? Do you really want to do this job? Or is there an element here of that you're okay with not finding a Shidduch so that ultimately, ultimately your daughter can marry my son? And it's pointed out by Revolva, the Alishar's grandson, that the idea here of self-honesty, the idea of self-introspection and breaking apart and peeling ourselves apart to, to make sure that we have the right motives. It's very interesting that our entire view of ourself, if you think about it, is mostly based on how people view us. Most of the time people tell us what we are since we're a kid and it imposes some amount of self-restriction. I am this because this is how people see me. How often do we get a, t- a chance to just do self-introspection? It's talked about from the Bali Musar. It's talked about in growing this palace that's inside of us, this Nishama, but it's a, ve- it's a lost art. They, used, they said that, it's a famous story, that in Philadelphia yeshiva, there used to be a minog, the Rosh Hashiva would tell the bacham that they should go on walks by themselves. And there was one specific bachar that didn't want to go on this walk. Yeah, it's better to learn, it's better to daven, or I'm busy. But finally, this bachar agreed to go on a walk after much pushing from the Rosh Hashiva. And a couple minutes later, this bacher runs back in and says, I was on a walk by myself, but I met a stranger. And it's because he finally had time to tune out everything and think about himself. How often, or if ever, do we sit down in peace and quiet, take a cup of coffee, go to Starbucks, but don't bring anything? Not to act like a fool, but to really think, what are my motives here? I'm saying this, and I'm doing this, but what's my motive here? Why do I give the tzedakah? Think about it. Peel it apart. On the outside, I hope, we're all doing it probably because of mitzvah, and that's probably, for most of us, the reason why. But is there an element of, I do it for my name? Is, do I do it for COVID? Why do I wake up in the morning? What do I do when I stub my toe? Why do I say these words? Different things that, if you ask yourself honestly, when no one else is around, you'll find that it's... An answer that you don't expect. We should be to learn from this self-introspection. To redo or bring back the lost art of getting to know ourselves. Because steiging and growing in Kedusha starts by knowing what you are and what your potential is. And it's great in all of us, but at least we have to know where to start. the Shabbos.